This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. All right, we are back. Hour three, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Adam Curran joining us right now, uh, founder of Curran Financial Partners, been with us before. So, Adam, welcome back. How are you? Hey, thank you for having me again. How are you? Doing very well. Appreciate it very much. And Twitter files, we have seen you know, all the little things that have been trickling out, and I believe there's a lot more to come out, Adam. And, it, you know... How do I want to say this on my end? I, I am not shocked by anything that's been coming out, although I think there's some out there that have been. Well, you know, it, it, the reason I'm here talking today is because the Twitter files, the unveiling of them, is, shares so many similarities to what I'm seeing with the ESG crowd yep. and what I do, and that's helping people manage their money. So real uh, quick, you know, real quick, explain the acronym. What is ESG? ESG stands for Environmental, Social, and Governance Factors okay. that are this invisible hand that, in my opinion, is the greatest threat to American capitalist capitalism and, and this wonderful system that allows so many individuals to come here with nothing and inherit nothing and change their family trees in one generation. And what ESG is ultimately doing is it's a small group of individuals who just so happen to share an incredibly left-leaning voting record very similar to what we just bear witness to with, with the individuals over at Twitter. And these people are assigning scores, yeah. which ultimately dictate where capital flows within each and every person listening to this is 401k. Right. Joe Biden has signed off on regulations that simply say the fiduciary responsibility of 401k plan administrators and investment advisors is not only to the consumers and the investors anymore. It's also to the earth as a whole. Oh, geez. So when they begin populating your 401ks, they are now allowed to have a heavy lean or a heavy slant on companies that have bent the knee and have kissed the ring mm-hmm. of the ESG gods. Mm-hmm. This same small group of individuals who are in the liberal left's pocket and are assigning positive ESG scores to companies like Coca-Cola company that creates a brown, sugary, cancer-causing drink and packaging that litters our nation, has a higher ESG score than a company like Tesla, whose goal is to create a vehicle with a zero-carbon footprint and populate Mars. So, Or, or I'm it, assuming, it, too, Adam, I could throw in an oil company where if it wasn't for plastics and the things that come out of the oil we're retrieving from the ground, extracting from the ground, we wouldn't do you know, 99% of the things that we do worldwide, not just here in this country, but yet I'm sure they get a black eye as well. Well, no, no. oddly enough, if you'll laugh at this, 
Exxon Mobil has a higher higher ESG score than Tesla. Oh, geez. Because basically what's Why? happened is companies like BlackRock, the largest shareholder of a lot of the oil companies, have literally stacked the deck and have filled their board of directors with people who are beating to the same drum that uh, ESG okay. is playing. Okay. So now companies, some of the some of the biggest blue chip companies here in our nation are not taking on revenue positive projects. Because it screws uh, that up. Say again? Because it screws up that ESG? It it screws up that ESG score. But guess who's taking on those projects? Petrol China. Chinese companies are coming into America, drilling for oil. They don't care, do they? No, they don't, because there's no ESG allowed in their country, because they Mm. realize how nefarious it is, and they realize, well, they already have a system in order to to, basically... shoot down excellence over there. It's called the Communist Party. Right. But ESG is Americans, America's Communist Party, and it's, it's here, and it's far more nefarious than people think. And if you think back at Twitter, now that all of these files are being released, you'll hear the left saying, oh, it's a nothing burger, no big deal. This is just uh, everyone knew that uh, conservative voices were being shadow banned. Right? Although, although prior to Elon taking over, if you were a conservative and you said, hey, I think Dan Bongino is being shadow banned, or I think right. conservative voices are being silenced, they would say, oh, you're a crackpot conservative, you're, you're a conspiracy theorist, that's not actually happening. Now that Elon has taken over and he's pulled back the curtains, people are going, oh, well, everyone kind of already knew that already. Mm-hmm. The same mm-hmm. exact dynamic is happening yep. with ESG. Okay. Conservatives are sitting here looking at ESG going, this is the invisible hand yep. that threatens Agree. the American way. Okay, and let me and let me let me let me branch out from that for just a second and and make sure that I'm thinking correctly, because the way that our tax code is set up with 401ks and even IRAs and things along those lines, this is what the Biden administration and you know the the you know the powers that be right now are quote unquote attaching to because they know they've got leverage here. Because you know, bottom line, if it wasn't for all of that, you know, you and I could go out and invest and do whatever we want to. We wouldn't care because at the end of the day, we're worried about making money, not so much all the other things that are involved with ESG. But when people have that money in tax deferred you know, uh, 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 instruments and things along those lines, Adam, that's where this catch 22 comes around because that's now where the government comes in and says, wait a minute, time out. You can only invest in X, Y, and Z. That's a bad place to be, by the way. Oh, and by the way, in, in the Omnibus Reconciliation Act or whatever, the Omnibus bill that they passed today, they're now requiring every single employee to be automatically enrolled into the 401k. Like, so it's, it's to the point where, hey, if you got a job, you're going to siphon a little bit of your money to these companies yeah. that have positive ESG Good point. scores. Good point. We're following the bouncing ball and making sure men don't use the women's locker room. These guys are literally locking them into a position where they basically dictate the destiny of trillions and trillions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it right before our very eyes. And if you say this stuff out loud, people will call you a crackpot, unenlightened conservative. When in reality, it's happening in broad daylight. Yeah. I think about the most recent presidential election. The only reason Joe Biden was the candidate was because Elizabeth Warren lingered around long enough to take votes away from Bernie Sanders. Elizabeth Warren is the biggest proponent of the fiduciary rule and ESG investing. Yeah. She is just sitting on the sidelines waiting to cash in her favor, and she's cashing it in very silently. She's going to be an absolute kingmaker. These ESG indices 
scoring companies are an arm's length away from Washington, D.C., and they're literally assigning scores as they see fit. Whoever has been a good little boy and a good little girl gets a high score. Therefore, they're going to get money mm-hmm. siphoned to them mm-hmm. for investment through every single American's 401k. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, this gives a whole new meaning to them picking winners and losers. Yeah, it's a, what was a Barisma or Solyndra, whatever mm-hmm. it was, the solar company. But yeah, it, it's it's uh, you need to bend the knee. It's it's truly wow. uh, a, democracy is out the window, and we now have a monarchy. And the king is King ESG, and it. So makes how do we stop this, Adam? What, what, what's our solution? How do we stop this? Well, you you start voting with your investments, right? Okay. We all know how to vote at the ballot boxes. We all know how to vote with our wallets. You can opt out of this stuff. You can invest in companies that put profits and excellence above politics and activism. And that's what I'm running around screaming about. You, you have an option. and You can buy wonderful businesses. You don't have to suffer investing in businesses that hate you, investing in companies that are trouncing on your beliefs with every single thing that comes out of their mouth. Right. And, and again, I, and I'm not in your world, so I don't know all of the ins and outs of it, but you can even do things along the lines of self-directed IRAs and so on, that I'm assuming would not have these same rules applied, or am I wrong? Well, I tell you, if you've got money in a 401k and you're actively employed, you're kind of stuck in that thing. You can't okay. really do anything with it. Okay. But if you've got money in 401ks and you're a terminated employee or you've got the ability to roll it to an IRA, just keep your eye on your mailbox. You're going to start seeing all kinds of letters coming to you saying, hey, we're changing our mutual fund lineup. Hey, we're making... And, of course, it's going to be written in, like, size 7 font. You can right. hardly read it. But that's basically telling you we are now going to begin using ESG metrics and how we dictate your fund lineups. And, mm. uh, and, and it's, it's tremendously nefarious, and people need to keep their eye on it, especially Agreed. God-fearing, flag-waving conservatives. Start, invest, start voting with your investments. Okay. Adam, again, and how do folks find you? What's the best way to do that, sir? Yeah, we created the God Bless America ETF specifically for individuals who want to start voting with their investments. Go to etfyall.com, etfyall.com. Perfect. Adam, appreciate you coming back and being with us. We'll have you again, sir. And and have a Merry Christmas, by the way. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate it very much. And, uh, man, uh, that was a fire hose to drink out of there for a few minutes, so... Uh, that's one of those I may have to even go back myself and re-listen to to get all the things that he said. There's a lot there to to listen to and unpack. Gino's Auto Service is coming up next. Speaking of your vehicle, and I'm assuming everybody got out and around and you know started up and all of that. i got a couple of things I'm going to mention as soon as I come back in regards to some things that were in the news in regards to vehicles, which, again, I have to just completely disagree with. I'll talk about that as soon as we come back. Any questions, though, you've got or any car needs, uh, whatever you need, Geno's is there for you, 303-794-6700. Take advantage of Geno's Auto Services' alignment and tire rotation special. Winter in Colorado can be tough on your car. Now, through the end of the month, get your vehicle aligned and all four tires rotated for just $99.99. For just $99.99. Geno's can also check to see that your heater is working properly with the cold months ahead. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a NAPA Peace of Mind warranty covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. 
Don't forget to check out all of Gino's Google reviews. This holiday season, Gino's would like to thank all their clients and longtime customers for their patronage and support. We truly appreciate it. Wishing everyone happy holidays. Stop in or visit us online at Gino'sAutoService.com. That's Gino's with a J. All right, folks, uh, days like today, nights like tonight, I should say as well, is when you really can go around and figure out what windows or doors do you have the most heat loss in. It's not that hard to figure out. Make those, uh, make a note of those, and then call Dave Bancroft at Veteran Windows and Doors, 303-529-0720. Veteran Windows and Doors holds the standard that their products will be as efficient 30 years from now as they are brand new. They do this by offering products that exceed code, are engineered to last a lifetime, and are backed by a warranty which reflects that. The owner, Dave Bancroft, will tell you windows and doors can look the same or even identical yet have completely different energy codes. That's why when you work with veteran windows and doors, they explain what the NFRC label and Energy Star ratings actually mean. They can prove that what you're buying meets the energy code requirements for where you live, saving you more money on your heating, lighting, and cooling bills. Make an investment you can trust with their lifetime warranty on your purchase and a five-year installation guarantee. See what Dave and his team can save you with energy-efficient windows and doors by calling Veteran Windows and Doors right now at 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com windows. Group insurance analysts, all your insurance needs, including health insurance. One-stop shopping, and they're a broker. They'll find the best deal for you. E-GIA.com or 303-423-0162. It pays to shop for health insurance. Plans and prices change every year. Get the best plan at the best price for your health and financial needs. Call GIA Risk Management, your local enrollment center, today at 303-423-0162, extension 100. GIA Risk Management is certified by Connect for Health Colorado, Colorado's official health insurance marketplace. Make an appointment today by calling 303-423-0162, extension 100. You don't like the way your business has trapped you into working an overtime job every week. John Rush teaches folks in your situation to get out from under their companies using his 40 years of industry experience. Your operation isn't fully functional, at least not with the way it's been going. John Rush will help you fix that by bringing his own knowledge to the table. You're an expert in your industry. So give that job to someone else whose hourly is not as costly as yours should be. John wants you to make your operation run for you. Email John Rush now at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Wishing you holidays filled with fun and laughter. Thanks for listening to Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. Dashing through the snow In a one-horse open sleigh O'er the fields we go Laughing all the way Sammy Davis Jr., who I'd forgotten about. I don't know why, because I loved watching him when I was a kid, especially this time of the year. They did all sorts of specials, Christmas specials. He and Dean Martin, they were uh, really great friends and uh, a lot of history there. So thank you, Charlie, for that. I appreciate that. Dave Hart from... Roof Savers of Colorado sent me something today that really got him going, and as I read through the article, it did me as well, especially being a car guy. And not 
tooting my own horn, but I think I'm a pretty educated car guy that understands things in the automotive world about as well as anyone. Let's just say I can hold my own. Headline reads, 9 News. Warming up your car before driving in cold weather can damage the engine. That is absolute nonsense, folks. 100% nonsense. Nine, so far this week, 9 News, this is like the second or third article of yours car-wise I have found that's completely false. I don't know who's checking your stuff. Evidently, no one. You're so worried about being woke by Kyle Clark, you can't even check your facts on these types of articles. No. Warming up your engine before driving in a cold weather will not damage your engine. Now, they go on in this article to quote a Toyota dealership and some other folks in here, uh, which, by the way, are completely wrong. Winter is officially here, and winter storms are hitting many parts of the U.S. In frigid temperatures, it's a common practice for many drivers to let their cars warm up for a few minutes before hitting the road. Now, I've said this on Drive Radio many times, and I will say it again here. Do you have to warm up your engine? No. You don't. Is it harming it to warm it up? There are so many different schools of thought on that. Some would say that you're, you know, you're affecting the longevity of the oil, and you may have to change it a little more often if you do that. Um, and even that, I don't know if there's any solid proof of what I just said. Do you have to warm up your engine? No, you don't. That is one of the things that has changed with modern engines, which they do talk about in this article, and I'll give them credit there. You, you can get in a car now, fire it up, Wait 10, 15 seconds at most, and off you go. In fact, it will, and this article does say this, it will warm up faster as you're driving it than if it's just sitting there. It's just the way things are today. But, but, they've even got a big true next to the statement. Yes, warming up your engine before driving in cold weather can damage the engine. It's true that warming up gas-powered vehicles before driving in cold weather can cause damage to the engine. According to Firestone Complete Auto Care, I am I got no words on that one. Like, they're the experts? That's a franchise chain that I wouldn't take my vehicle to. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude here, but that'd be the last place I took my vehicle to. I'm sorry. I've said that for years. Why? Because they are not the top of the top of the top of the line independent automotive technicians working. Sorry, they're just not. It's not their model. It's not their franchise model. And the other one is Smart Motors Toyota, a dealership in Madison, Wisconsin. Why are we using a dealership from Madison, Wisconsin to answer this question? Quote, if you're one of the many drivers who thinks it's important to turn on your car and let it sit for a bit before hitting the road in wintry weather, you could be doing your engine more harm than good, Firestone says. In a blog post on its website... Smart Motors Toyota says letting your car idle in cold temperatures can shorten the life of your engine by stripping away oil from the engine's pistons and cylinders. Two critical components that help your engine run, says Stephen. I can't pronounce his last name. He is a Ph.D., which, again, I care less. Principal engineer for battery systems at PACCAR. He, he, keep in mind, this guy is in charge of batteries, not engines. Folks, any of you guys that have been around engines and mechanical things long enough, like me, would know that having an engine idle, even when it's cold outside, or especially when it's cold outside, is not stripping away oil from the pistons and the cylinders. 
first of all, there are no, there is no oil, I should say, on the pistons or the cylinders. The oil comes up from the crankcase, where there's oil rings that make sure the oil doesn't pass up and get into the combustion chamber and therefore smoke. So there's a sealing ring there to make sure that that doesn't happen. And no, the oil does not strip away when it's cold out because you're idling it. Um, I've been around this industry my entire life. I have never heard such nonsense in my entire life, other than this is where I think this utter nonsense comes from. All of these individuals have bought into the environmental nonsense we see going on today. This whole global warming, climate change nonsense. And so these guys all feel that if you idle your car for any length of time, you're somehow damaging the planet. So they are going to be against that. That's where this is coming from, folks. Has nothing to do with the mechanics of the engine. Trust me in that. Trust me. Gas-powered cars need oil to keep their engines lubricated. Any Any mechanical engine or device needs oil to keep it lubricated. So that, in fact, is a true statement. When you start a car, an oil pump circulates the oil in less than a minute. Absolutely it does. Not even less than a minute, instantaneously. Because every car has what we call an anti-backflow valve built into the oil filter itself that allows the oil to stay not necessarily pressurized, but it stays up in the engine and doesn't allow it to drain back into the oil pan. If the oil filter is working correctly, which on drive radio I talk about all the time, it's why you buy a high-quality oil filter and not a cheap, crappy one like you find at all of the quick lubes because when you buy a cheap, crappy oil filter, the drain-back valves don't work as well as they should. And then you have oil starvation problems on startup because of that. That's a bigger deal in which they should have covered in this article, not letting your engine warm up. But I digressed. When you start a car, an oil pump circulates the oil in less than a minute. But if you let your car idle to warm up the cabin, the oil will start to slowly drain away from the engine's key components since the engine isn't moving the car. That is 100% BS. Total BS. No, it doesn't. When the engine is idling, the oil pump is operating, it is pressurizing the engine because all modern engines today are pressurized, and it is oiling that engine as well as if it was driving down the road. There is no difference there whatsoever. In fact, I'll go as far as to say the engine doesn't know, other than, other than the load that's placed on it, what it's doing. If it's idling at 800 RPM or you're running down the road at 1500 RPM, other than the RPMs, it doesn't know the difference. There are stationary engines, for example, that run all sorts of things. Pumps, generators, hydraulic systems, and the like. That sit there and run at not much above idle all day long. In some cases, they never shut off. There are water pump systems and so on that literally are running off of four-stroke engines, all different types, that will run for thousands of hours. Literally thousands of hours. Far more than most people will ever drive in their lifetime in that car. Less oil means less friction. Or sorry, less oil means more friction. True statement. More wear and tear and a shorter life for your engine, Firestone says. Well, yes, that's, that's correct, but, but you're not taking oil away from the engine by it idling. 
Folks, if this were true, every taxi cab slash Uber driver slash I can go down the, the, you know, the, the, the list of even fleet operators out there that, you know, engines idle for all sorts of different reasons throughout the day from their day-to-day activities, if that were the case, we'd be putting in a lot more engines than we are as an, as an industry. Well, some people let their cars idle to warm up the interiors. Others may actually be trying to protect their engine because of outdated guidance. And again, if you're warming up the engine because you think it's going to last longer by doing so, it doesn't matter. It's not an issue either or. In fact, like I said earlier, there is some school of thought. I don't know if it's totally proven or not, but there is some school of thought that when you warm up the engine because of what's going through the warm-up process and the fact that there is no load on it, that you could actually be shortening the life of that particular oil change itself. But none of what these guys are saying is true. And even what I just said a moment ago, I'm not sure the verdict is fully in on that. True, you know, We all know that in times like these, when it's this cold out, this is going to shorten the oil interval change life period because of the things that are going on in general. Where if you would normally go, you know, 6,000 miles on an oil change, if you've had a lot of zero-degree weather like we're having right now, and this this happens to run for more than a few days, which, again, a few days isn't going to hurt anything. But let's say this went on for several, you know, several weeks. Yes, it's going to shorten the overall life of that oil change. That's about it, folks. Firestone... And Smart Motors Toyota both say that most cars made before 1980, again, this one's wrong, did need to warm up. Actually, fuel injection didn't come along uh, in, in widespread use in the United States of America until actually fully about 1986, 86, 87. So their 1980 is even fully wrong. Again, folks, where these so-called quote-unquote experts come from is beyond me. I don't toot my own horn enough, but we have been doing drive radio now for 25 years. There's very few things we're wrong on. I mean that sincerely. We are very accurate in the things that we do on a routine basis. We have to be because of what we do every week. Why these news organizations don't ever contact us is beyond me. I think I know why, because we don't buy into the whole climate change nonsense that the rest of these people they interview do. So I'm not going to tell them anything related to that. I'm just going to tell them the brass tax. They don't want to hear that. That doesn't go along with their agenda. Older cars had carburetors that regulated the air-fuel mixture within the engine and could not accurately adjust the air-to-fuel ratio in cold weather. Again, that's not totally true either. That's what chokes were for. They actually did a pretty decent job of, of making things work, but yes... Fuel injection works much, much better today, and we have a much more precise fuel mixture, and everything in the engine lasts longer, including the oil, because of that. And they are correct when they say that fuel injection has helped a lot of those things, even when it comes to cold engines and so on. So they are correct in that, although this next statement is even wrong. And I'll explain. In cold temperatures, and I know i got to get to Scott Garlis in a moment, but let me finish this. 
In cold temperatures, carburetors couldn't vaporize all the gasoline that they let into the engine, so some of that fuel would be left behind as a liquid rather than being burned off during combustion. In order to work properly, a carburetor needed to warm up, up or else you'd run the risk of stalling out. Again, not totally true. Some of you guys that are old enough to remember driving carbureted vehicles, not totally true. In fact, once a carbureted car ran for 15, 30, 60 seconds, it typically would just keep running. You didn't have to sit there and fiddle with it, unless there was a problem with it, of course. My old Buick that I still drive around, that I drove in high school, that, by the way, still has the original carburetor. I've never overhauled it. It's, it's the original carburetor since 1968. Yes, that's a true statement. I've never, overhaul, never overhauled it. Same carburetor. I can go out right now. Yes, I know it's in my heated garage, but I can go out there, pump it four or five times, and it'll fire right up, and it'll run and idle. Now, if I let it sit outside when it's this cold, will it start? Yeah, used to drive it all the time when I was in high school. It'll operate the exact same way it did then. So again, all I'm saying is, and thank you, Dave, for sending this, when you read things like this, just because they're on 9 News doesn't mean they're accurate. Which also tells you that if this is this inaccurate, how many other stories do they produce on a daily basis that are inaccurate, that everybody thinks is the gospel truth? I've picked out two or three things this week on the automotive end that are completely false, this one included, but yet everybody that reads 9 News thinks it's the gospel. It's not, folks. And if they're this sloppy here, where else are they sloppy? I'll leave it at that. Extreme Auto Repair, speaking of cars. Everything we just talked about, Extreme can help you with. And whatever questions you've got, again, you don't have to go in and visit them. Just call them on the phone, and they'll answer whatever question you have. 303-841-1071 or klzradio.com. Don't wait to take your car in until you're broken down in a storm, wishing you had done the maintenance. Bring your car into Extreme Auto Repair for maintenance now. Snow could come at any time, and you don't want to be caught off guard in poor conditions, not knowing the condition of your vehicle. Make sure those crucial components of your car, including your tires, battery, headlights, and heater, are going to last you through the winter. As the weather starts changing, fluctuating temperatures affect your car beyond what you see on the surface. So addressing the issues now is critical. Extreme Auto will help you winterize your vehicle, explaining why they recommend certain services to better prepare you for the cold months. Colorado winters are unpredictable. So give Extreme Auto Repair a call now to set up a maintenance appointment. 303-841-1071. 303-841-1071. Or write them a message at klzradio.com slash extreme. All right, if you're having any kind of furnace problems right now, make sure you call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, 720-526-0231. Replacing your furnace can be stressful for your whole family. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air will alleviate the stress of replacing your furnace with service that puts your family first. Absolute offers a 100% customer satisfaction guarantee because they value honesty, earning your family's trust with honest work. Their technicians prioritize your family with integrity by never upselling you on something you don't need during your replacement. They offer flexible financing, so you don't have to make sacrifices to make sure your family's needs are provided for. Their team goes above and beyond to get the replacement done in one day whenever possible. 
so you can get back to spending quality time together. Get your family-friendly estimate for replacing your home comfort system now with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air by visiting klzradio.com slash absolute or call 720-526-0231 to schedule today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, High Five Plumbing, and you may have a problem with the water heater in your home right now. And if that's the case, High Five can help you. And if you get through this cold spell and there's anything leaking afterwards, make sure you call them as well. Write this number down, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Winterizing your swamp cooler yourself sounds easy until you're actually on the roof trying to figure it out. Don't forego this essential winter checklist item. Call the experts at High Five Plumbing. Preparing your swamp cooler for winter is imperative to stave off mildew, mold, and rust that can build up over time with improper care. Properly winterizing your swamp cooler maximizes its life, so leave it to the professionals at High Five. The main issue that can arise from incorrectly winterizing your swamp cooler is burst or cracked pipes. In the summer, when you try to use it, you discover that it's broken or worse, that it caused devastating hidden water damage to your home. Don't skip this crucial winter prep. Call High Five Plumbing. Mention KLZ for a waived service call fee and a free tub of BioClean drain cleaner. Visit klzradio.com slash plumbing or call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends in a high five. Let's keep Christmas fun and festive. This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. Away up north in Wonderland, there lives a jolly little man. He's Jingle O the Brownie, he works for Santa Claus. He shakes the clouds and makes it snow, he plants the Christmas trees that grow. And when he walks, he bounces just like a rubber ball. Who's this again, Charlie? Tennessee Ernie Ford. Tennessee Ernie Ford. Now, this is before my time, so I didn't listen to a lot of this. So thank you, Charlie, for that. I appreciate that very much. Scott Garlish joining us now. Stansberry Research. What's going on, Scott? You know, Gene Autry is one of my favorites. Hey, there you go. We've played a little bit of that here the last couple of days. So good stuff, Scott. Yeah, yeah, man. His uh, his version of Rudolph is one I will always remember listening to. There you go. If And if, you know, before we... Uh, Get going too much further. I want to make sure I wish you a Merry Christmas, too, because I know things get kind of tight towards the end. So Merry Christmas to you and your family. Save you and yours. Thank you very much. You are very, very welcome. Appreciate all your time that you spend with us. All right, let's get into it. There's a lot going on, as there always. I mean, there's never a dull moment, not in your world, Scott. It's just one thing after another. I threw something at you today because I was watching a video that somebody had shared with me last night where a guy's on there just ranting and raving, and the Russians are going to go to a gold standard for their oil, and when they do, uh, gold's going to go to $3,800 an ounce, and it's going to happen here in the next week or two, so, man, you better go out and buy a bunch of gold. And, Scott, that's all I heard through this entire thing. The whole world is going to crash because Russia's going to go to a gold standard, which, by the way, Scott, I'd be shocked if they do. Yeah, and if they do... Who cares? Thank you. At the end of the day, they're already sanctioned on what they can sell anyways, right? Completely. I mean, it's, yeah, it, Russia's basically cut off from the rest of the world other than China and North Korea at this point. Um, so whether or not they went to a gold standard or not really wouldn't matter. I mean, uh, they're, what is it, the foreign exchange reserves are 
they're kind of worthless at this point because they can't really use them for things and other other than like emergency purchases because of the sanctions. So. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, the only thing really right now, the only thing happening to Russian oil that I know, and maybe I'm wrong, and I think it's you that actually told me this, so I don't think I'm wrong because I heard it right from you, or maybe it was somebody else, or maybe we, you know, I don't know, we talk a lot about this throughout the week, but the Russians are essentially selling oil, I think, what is it, capped at 60 bucks a barrel, other countries are actually buying that and then going back to the market at whatever it is, 70, 75 a barrel, <laughs> and they're making the 15 bucks a barrel, that's all that's happening, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I don't doubt that. And it's, you know, it, it's interesting. They're also, I mean, there were some countries like, uh, it might have been Lithuania or Poland that was pushing for a $30 cap. They wanted to really crush Russia. Wow. That ain't going to happen. No. I mean, imagine what that would do to the oil market for all the reasons you just said. Correct. And uh, Saudi Arabia wouldn't put up with that. And I, I would think, you know, a Country, they would be in the ears of a lot of a lot of leading politicians all over the place. It just it wouldn't fly. No, no, agreed. All right, so I I'm with you. I I listen to that. In fact, my wife was actually watching it with me, and she's kind of interested, and she's watching this guy, yeah. and I, and I, and she's just like, okay, so what are your thoughts on? I'm like, first of all, I just don't see the Russians going to an old you know to a gold standard, and even if they do, I, I'm, I'm like you, Scott. Okay, so what? That, there's nothing there that's going to immediately push gold to $3,800 an ounce. And, I mean, the way this guy kept talking, you know, the entire world's going to collapse, economically speaking, because of the WEF and announcements that it just made here the last few days. And because of those announcements, the entire world economy is going to collapse in the next week. I mean, it's more of the same old stuff I keep talking to you about each week, Scott. We've been doing it now for almost a year. It hasn't collapsed yet. Yeah, no, and it's, it's been going on for a long time, and it, it, it's still not going to collapse. I mean, we made it through the Great Depression. was a horrible time, obviously. Uh, you know, my my grandfather lived through that. Yes. I was lived through that, uh, and it stuck in their minds. But, but yes. they made it through it, and it just you know the world has made it through horrible wars and other things, and. and What's going on in Ukraine is really unfortunate, but it powers in comparison to a global war. Correct. Um, so I, I don't, you know, the, some of these guys are pretty fantastic, and they, they create urgency around you better do this right now because you're going to miss out. But I, I think at the end of the day, you know, something where you have to you feel like you got to do something immediately and urgently and all this other stuff, 99 times out of 100, or I didn't even say 100 times out of 100, it's probably not going to be worth it because it's not going to pan out. Yeah, and, and by the way, Scott, I think what you just said is is spot on. Almost, you know, almost the test you would use to determine if some of these quote unquote theories are even correct or not. When somebody, this is what I found as well, Scott, over the years, anytime somebody is pushing you to do something that you may not otherwise be doing, you've got to stand back. I mean, that, that includes. You know, everything from buying a house, a car, to you name it, Scott. If somebody's pushing you into it, typically that's when, when you really need to take about 10 steps back and say, wait a minute, time out. Nothing, nothing, nothing is that urgent that I've got to make a split-second decision without going through all the fact-finding I would normally do, and I feel this is the same way. Yeah, that's right. And, and to your point, I mean, all those things you learn in business, that anything I have to do while I'm being pushed into something immediately typically isn't something that's going to pan out well for you or your business. So right. you've learned over all these years that, you, you know what, 
I'm going to turn and walk the other way if somebody's going to do that. Usually what I've learned over the years, Scott, and I think just kind of the same example is there's only one person in that equation that's making all the money, and in this case it's probably the guy <laughs> making the suggestions because he's the guy probably making commissions off of whatever's going on. He's right. He's got a reason for doing it. That's correct. He's, he's got his finger in the pot some way, somehow. This is correct. Okay. So talk to us about the Bank of Japan. Yeah, so along the gold front, uh, the Bank of Japan pulled a surprise move on what would be Monday night for us, Tuesday morning for them. Okay. Uh, that was Tuesday afternoon for them. Even. Um, so, Hirohiko Kuroda, he's the Bank of Japan governor. He's been there for about 10 years. He's retiring in April. The Bank of Japan was the first central bank uh, to pioneer the whole negative rate adventure. Right. Um, and it, so, as we are seeing, it's hasn't really worked out for anybody. Um, the Bank of Japan was the first in, and the Bank of Japan is now looking like they're going to be the last out. On Tuesday morning and Tuesday afternoon in Japan, uh, they raised the cap on their their 10-year sovereign bond yields. And what they basically said was, we're going to let that yield go from a, a cap of 0.25% to a cap of 0.5%. Okay. Um, so they, they effectively doubled their borrowing costs. Now, why, why that's important, most of us would look at that and say, you know what, who cares? It's the Bank of Japan. It's the yen. I don't really do anything in the end. And you're right. You probably don't. But you do things in the dollar. The yen is part of the dollar basket. It's one of six currencies in there, and it's about 14%. So it's the number two weighted currency behind the euro, hmm. which is 57%. Um, but what, what happens is, when yields go up like that, like we've seen in the U.S. with the dollar over the past year, when yields start rising, this probably isn't the last time the Bank of Japan's going to do this. It's the first time, and they're probably going to get more aggressive in April when Kuroda leaves. But the yen started taking off. It rallied like 5.5% that day, which for currency to do that in one day is nuts. Hmm. Um, but as the yen goes up, it puts downward pressure on the dollar. Okay. So, you know, I also, I look at that from having worked on Wall Street for so long and dealt with so many hedge funds, that for a lot of hedge fund managers, a currency that has a yield of 0.25%, if they short that currency, that means they have to pay whoever they're borrowing from effectively. I mean, they're going to have to pay them some sort of rate for borrowing short, but they would have to pay a 0.25% yield on whatever they borrowed. So let's say for every $100, they'd have to pay them a quarter. Right. Big deal. That's a cheap way to fund yourself, to borrow a lot of money, to go invest in something else like stocks or the U.S. dollar. So when the Bank of Japan just doubled your cost of borrowing those funds, right? that hurts. Yeah, that's a big deal. So, yeah, what people don't think about it, so let's say you were short the yen, and long a dollar, you have to, un- even if you're up, it's in your best interest, you unwind, you're short in the end, which means you've already sold it, and then you got to buy it back. Um, so you, you're probably locking in profits, but whatever you're long on the other side, let's say you own the U.S. dollar versus a short in the yen, when you buy back that yen, you have to sell the dollar that you own. So you put more downward pressure on the dollar. Okay. Now, going back 
going back to the goal, the fantastic goal conversation from earlier, I actually think this is really interesting from a precious metals perspective. Hmm. Um, and just for the simple reason that if the dollar is going down in value, precious metals are going up in value. Okay. So not, it's not going, not going to 3800 No, no. But it can, it can move, be, what, be, 100 bucks or so? Yeah, maybe like 300 bucks. Okay. Okay. Over time. Um, but, you know, 3800 would be $2,000. And for that to happen overnight, that would be wild. Um, could gold go up 400 bucks in the next year? Sure it could. Um, you know, I think the dollar has broken some big technical levels, which means it's headed even lower. Um, so, you know, I, I look at gold and silver right now from a dollar weakness standpoint. That's a very interesting investment. And ways people can play that, they can look at some of the royalty companies, like a Franco Nevada with FNV, Royal Gold, RGLB, Wheat and Precious Metals, WPM, um, as a way to sort of cash in on gold rising because these guys don't own mines or operate mines, right. but they've made in, made investments in companies that do, and they've invested in future royalty streams. So no matter what happens with that mine, they're still collecting revenue. I see. So even if gold's swing, swinging up and down, you're buying into that revenue stream. So you're, you're insulated from some of the volatility. Okay. All right. How do folks find you, Scott? Sure. Stansberryinvestor.com. Come check out our free stuff. Come check out our paid stuff. We're going to have a little guy. As always, we appreciate you. We won't talk to you next week, so have a great Christmas and New Year, and we'll uh, hit you up the week after, sir. I'm looking very forward to it. John, uh, enjoy your your Christmas and New Year holiday as well. You do the same. Scott, appreciate you very much. Thanks for all your insights, sir. Oh, thank you. You bet. Have a great night. Scott Garlis. Again, Stansbury Research. Flesh and Beck is up next. Anything you need, legally speaking, talk to Kevin. Whether you've had an accident, slip and fall, car accident, uh, legal trouble, you need a contract in your business, you name it, Kevin can help with all of those and much more, and he's not afraid to go to court. 303-806-8886. Get relief from Flesh and Beck. You just got in an accident, so you call the police. You make sure you get a thorough record of the scene. Then after the initial adrenaline wears off, your mind starts to swirl with all the things you need to do. Insurance claims, car repairs, doctor visits, medical bills, on top of the physical pain you're in. Flesh and Beck will give you relief from the financial stress so that you can focus on healing. Call Flesh and Beck immediately after your accident for a free consultation. Then you can rest while they talk to your insurance company. Personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh will relieve your burden of financial worries. All you need to do is call him right now. 303-806-8886. Call Kevin Flesh immediately after your accident and get relief from the financial stress of an injury. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. All right. Make sure that you business owners listening have your network secure, your people, how they act, behave, even answer the phone. All of that can affect the security of your business. Denver IT Security, 720-593-6688. Remote employees can pose a big risk to the cybersecurity of your business. Smart light bulbs, smart TVs, smart thermostats, and any kind of smart-enabled device in your employees' homes can let the bad guys in and put your business in danger. Once a hacker breaches your employees' home network, they can easily jump into another network, the one in your office. 
Denver IT Security protects your business from the hackers and viruses that easily get around standard home networks. With their help, your business systems can be monitored around the clock, so you know your operations are secure. Even when your employees are working from home, coffee shops, hotels, or airports. Avoid the unnecessary risk with the certainty of cyber protection from Denver IT Security. Find out how you can secure your business now by calling 720-593-6688. That's 720-593-6688. Or go to klzradio.com security. All right. Energy prices are going up. How do you stabilize that? Solar might be the answer. All you have to do is call Alan Davis and find out if it's the right fit for you. 303-378-7537. Every month is the same. You see the balance on your power bill and you feel months worth of compounding anxiety around your cash flow, inflation, and now another electricity rate increase. Alan Davis with Solar Energy Partners has a plan to save you money and proactively ease your anxieties in the future, too. The first part of his plan is to help you lower your power bill with solar energy by about 40% over the next 30 years, usually saving you more than $1,000 in the first year alone. By choosing to work with Alan, you're making an investment that saves you money and stress for years to come. The second part of his plan to save you money is to help you get away from the big power companies that keep increasing your rates. The third part is to eventually get you into a place where you pay nothing for your electricity usage. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to learn more about how he can save you money on your power bill. Set up a consolation appointment today, 303-378-7537, 303-378-7537, or visit klzradio.com sun. All right, up next, Golden Eagle Financial, Al Smith. And again, as we head into the new year, make sure that you've got your finances in order and you're headed the right direction. Al can help you with all of that. It's too late to call him directly, so just go to the website, klzradio.com. Planning for your retirement doesn't need to be rigid to be a solid plan. Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial asks what is uniquely important to you before diving into the numbers, getting an accurate picture of how to realistically get there. Once Al understands your individual circumstances, he can figure out what needs to be adjusted, positioning you with the best trajectory to reach your goal. Golden Eagle Financial wants to get to know what you want your retirement to look like so that a plan can be created to make that happen. By incorporating a strategy that works with your lifestyle, Al can partner with you to make sure that a comfortable retirement is in your future. Schedule a conversation at his office for a fresh look at your financial future. Call 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128 now, or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered advisor. As independent brokers, GIA Insurance can help you shop the market so that you get the right coverage at the right price. Whether it is your home, auto, classic car, or liability insurance, GIA has got you covered. Call 303-423-0162, extension 100, or go online to e-gia.com. From our bubble to yours, Merry Christmas from Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. It's a marshmallow world in the winter when the snow comes to cover the ground. All right, Dean Martin. And again, uh, we'll have an hour tomorrow of the requests that you guys have put in, and we'll play that at uh, 6 p.m. tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Five and six or just five? 
it'll be 5 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 5 p.m. tomorrow night. That's what I thought, 5 p.m. So, all right, there's an article I was going to talk about today. I didn't get a chance to get to much of it, but I'll touch on it here for just a couple of minutes here as we close things out. And that is, no one knows how much to tip. I may spend some time on this after the first of the year uh, when we come back from the holidays. Because it is getting to the point where it's like, okay, how much do I tip who for what? And the guy that just handed me the, you know, bologna sandwich that pulled it off the rack that he now turns the kiosk around and wants a tip when all he did was pull it off the rack. And I thought that was his job anyways, but now he wants a 10, 15, 18 or 20 percent tip. What do you do? And you kind of feel obligated to do something because they just spun it around and put it in your face so you got to do something so do you do 10 do you do i mean what do you do and again I, i'm not trying to shortchange anybody you guys know me i i'm a i'm a good tipper i have no problem tipping especially when service is good and all of that i have no issues whatsoever in that but do i really need to tip again the guy that just spun it around because he handed me a bottle of water uh, some of this i i personally struggle with and and that's what this whole article is about you know you order coffee ice cream salad slice of pizza and pay with a credit card or your phone and then the employee standing behind the counter spins around a touch screen and slides it in front of you the screen has a few suggested amounts 10 15 20 and so on there's also an option to leave the custom you know a custom tip or no tip the worker is directly across from you Other customers are standing behind you, waiting impatiently, looking over your shoulder to see how much you just did. Charlie's agreeing on the other side of the glass because that's exactly what happens. Everybody's trying to figure out what do we do here. I, I don't like that. I'll be the first to tell you, I don't like that. Now, I don't mind having the tablet brought around at the restaurant to pay at the end and the guy standing there and all of that. You know what? I don't have, and you know what? I don't have any problem being forthright and letting that particular individual know what I'm going to tip based upon the service I just got. If it's really good service, I'll even say, you know what? 25%. You did a great job. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We'll be back. Now, rarely, but occasionally you'll say, yeah, you know. Put 15 in there, and you kind of look at it like, you know, the guy or gal or whoever just kind of looks at you like, oh, you cheap wad. And it's like, no, if you give me better service, I'd have given you a better tip. Now, I will say of late, I don't know that I've had too much bad service. Even though I've learned to be a little more patient, we, I should say, wife and I have learned to be a little more patient knowing that people are short-staffed and so on. But frankly, we haven't really had any bad service issues. Now, some of that, I think, is us. We're nice. We're, we're not a pain in the neck customer because I know what it's like to be on that other side of the counter. Now, I say all that to say this, that the person that just gave you an ice cream scoop, do they really need a tip? And, and again, this is something that I'll think through. I'll even analyze it a little bit more over the holiday, and we'll come back here first of the year and talk a little bit more about it in depth, and I'll get some of you guys' feedback as well because I'm sure some of you have lots of thoughts on it. So tomorrow... We've got movie reviews, of course. Andy's got two movie reviews tomorrow. And let me pull it up here really quick. It'll be Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and Babylon. That's the movie about Hollywood. And the movie rental hour this week is Man Card Movie. So we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great night. First hour with Dr. Kelly replays next. This is Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.